You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks so much, as always, and thank you from our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Dedicated solely to uh, making sure you're not going to get screwed by the insurance companies. That's right. Now, they may not use that language, but I did. They'll document any actions of bad faith by the insurer, and uh, they'll protect your rights and hold the insurance company accountable. That's a good thing. They're not Morgan & Morgan. they got offices throughout the state of Florida. If you file a claim and you don't get back what you think you should, it's not over there. Call the Morgan Law Group. They'll go out and fight for you. Storms, hurricanes, roof damage, lightning, mold, fires, boats, sinkholes, you name it. Give a call today, 888-904-2524, or go to policyadvocate.com. On with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, the Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio. This hour brought to you by friends at Birch Orthodontics. Ira, you just went. Uh, I believe you brought one of your girls to Birch Orthodontics last week. Is that correct? We were, we were. And uh, it was kind of like, again, it was like we're, we're it's like the end of you know, a relationship right now. And, and like Dr. Birch and I are both kind of trying to feel our way through this because for like six years now, six, seven years, we've been going every month or two with with the three different yeah. kids. Yeah. And um, we're winding down now, but everything's gone great. Uh, three great smiles. Everybody's happy and uh, everybody's happy. Well, although I did talk to Dr. Birch before this game. Ooh. So uh, I don't I don't know this current status. But last week, um, you know, she was feeling pretty good about the Knowles. So uh, as we all were off of the big victory. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But um, but you don't have to worry about the results on Saturdays to know you're going to get great orthodontic care there at virtualorthodontics.com is the website. Set up a consultation. They've got payment plans. They do the best work in town. And uh, they're just super nice people and they like the Knowles. So go patronize them. And they like us. I was wondering how you were going to spin that. That's right. They also support us, which is important. Uh, all right. I'm going to get straight to the questions. We've got a lot of them. As I said, many of them are wordy. Uh, but this first one, that's my man, Matt. He's doing things right. This is how you ask a question, folks. He writes, the receivers, man, stares off into the distance. Is it time to start considering replacing Ron Dugans? There you go. That's a question. Right, right off the, the point. Game. Yeah. I think he proved how valuable he was when he wasn't there on Saturday. All of a sudden, they they were like seals. They're just slapping themselves in the chest trying to catch a ball. Like if he's on the sideline, they play. They haven't played well really all year, but they haven't looked like that. Um, yeah, no. What's What's ironic though? They're they're not they're not performing at a level that's 
just even remotely satisfactory. Um, but what's ironic about it is Willie coached a man down in his last year, which might have torpedoed his chances of still being the coach here, to bring up to bring in Ron Dugans. And then Norvell's like, yeah, no, no, we're done. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that would be ironic that the guy that made Willie coach a man down is performing at such a level that we're talking about perhaps replacing him the next year. I like Ron Dugans. I, I think they lack some talent on that uh, in that group. I'll tell you that. I don't see a ton of talent there. They've got some okay players, but they got a lot of guys that look good in the uniform that can't catch a football. Yeah, you know? I don't know, man. I, and again, I, I'm I like Dugans a lot. Also, obviously, he's a great guy. Great he's, guy. Yeah. He was a great player. Um, they're not competing, and I don't think that's a talent issue. I mean, I, I just – I don't think it's – catching the football is not a talent issue at this level. Anybody that's on scholarship at Florida State can catch a football. Warrant football. Well, again, man, you know, I, 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 catching a football is not that hard. I'm not talking about the dynamic, acrobatic Odell no, Beckham plays. Catching, generally catching, speaking, just catching a football. Ontario Wilson should be able to catch those passes. Yeah. Keyshawn Hall should be able to catch those passes. Now, in the one with Keyshawn early, I don't know if he thought the safety was going to light him up and maybe looked away. But regardless, that's part of the job. It's the job description. Catch and the ball. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, everything has to be evaluated. We can't sit here and say because we like Ron Dugans that that position is off limits for considering what they have to do. Mike Norvell, back to your point about Mike uh, Adam Fuller, from the, and we never got to this when you brought him up in the last segment, and what, what Mike Norvell said about him. At the end of the season, like, yeah, no, none of us, nobody went into the season thinking anybody, as Corey said, their job might be on the line. But Mike Norvell doesn't have a big window here. I mean, if if next year, you know, if he's sure that Adam Fuller's the guy and goes into the next season with him, they have to get better. If they don't and it goes regresses like what Harlan Barnett did, that's going to end up reflecting yeah. on Mike Norvell. And you can't let Adam Fuller – you can't let him Adam Fuller cost you your job, your chance at Florida State, if you don't think he's the right guy, so or if you're not even sure. Yeah, if you're if you're now if you were 100 percent sure, and now it's down to 68 percent or 70 percent, that's not enough to keep him, in my opinion. If there's that much doubt, and, but there's another guy that you think would be perfect. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that you can go into next season having questions about your defensive coordinator. You know what Mike Norvell looked like in the post-game press conference when he's answering those questions and you can tell he doesn't want to be there. And no, in his defense, no coach wants to be anywhere uh, in front of the press after a 48-16 to 16 ass-kicking where you do nothing right. Against a 1-4 team. But, but I would say he looked like a guy that had come to the realization that he has now got to work even harder, which is to say – now I've got to get involved in the defensive meetings. Now I've got to go over here and make sure that this guy knows what he's doing. I thought I could just set it and forget it and worry about the offense. But now I know when I look up and I see our third best corner on 2-2 Atwell, or I see that we're in the wrong formation or the wrong defense and that we can never dial up pressure in any way, shape, or form, that he's not doing a good enough job. So now i got to start to do his job too. And – he just looks like a guy who realizes, man, the mountain just keeps getting higher and higher and higher. And that's got to be disheartening, to say the least. And I think that kind of explains the look on his face. I mean, just he's got to be deeply disappointed. I did think, and you, you mentioned his his emotions during the game. I did think at Notre Dame he was mad because he felt like that's a game they could have won. I think in this game he did seem more resigned. Yeah. Um, you know, especially as the game went on. But now part of that could have been, man, there's no way we're going to – we can't – once they got to 38 points, 
he could have been like, man, there's there's nothing we can do on offense to get anywhere close to 38 points in the last quarter and a half or two quarters. So we're just done here. Maybe that's what led to that. But but uh, it also could be your point that he realizes he's got some work to do on that side. Got got more stuff to work on. Brad writes, around July the 1st, I made the statement that I didn't care if my Knowles went 0-11 and, and my Falcons went 0-16. I just <laughs> really needed more. I just really needed there to be football for my sanity. Well, hot damn, I didn't know how close to reality that would be. Through it all, I love my teams, cheering through the tears. Yeah, um, yeah. well, Corey, you probably chuckled at the end of the Falcons game this past weekend because that was not only perfectly Atlanta Falcons football, Absolutely. but that was, that was like we've added to the lore. I mean, that was remarkable. Uh, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. You've got Detroit players with their arms up trying to implore the ref to make sure they call that a touchdown uh, for Gurley. Yeah. And you know, like that photo, that snapshot's the best. It's three Detroit players watching Gurley. Yeah, the throwing their arms up like they just celebrated up. If that winning. is so yeah. Atlanta Falcons football, it's incredible. And then they still, yeah, no timeouts. I mean, all you had to do was take a knee. All you had to do was take a knee, but he, of course, he tumbles into the end zone. But, yeah, man, I, I, they're not going to the playoffs. I'm tired of them winning meaningless games. I think this could be what we look back at six years from now when Trevor Lawrence is raising the Super Bowl trophy for the third time. <laughs> we can look, and we only got it because we went 1-15 and 15 and the Jets somehow went 2-14. and 14. Mm-hmm. We're going to look back at that game as the start of the dynasty. Being able to get in position to get Trevor Lawrence was that that lot. They had a win probability of ninety eight point eight percent, and they lost. It was the third. It was that's not even the highest one they've had this year where they <laughs> yeah. lost. It was their third highest. Well, they've had two uh, other ones that were ninety nine point nine. Yeah, a couple couple things. Win probability is stupid. It is. Uh, sec- secondly, uh, the Falcons have had. I'm sure it had to have been a hundred percent against New England. <laughs> so well, uh, we, <laughs> I mean. No, Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not. Um, Tom writes, I watched Moneyball this weekend after the game, and I can't help but think Norvell is trying to do the same thing. The only difference with Norvell is that his fat sidekick mathematician would be looking at the whiteboard and shaking his head with every player moves, every player moves saying we're screwed. Yeah. What's the Moneyball version of college football? Just evaluating what a player is, whether that's a, a a plus player or a negative player, a win player or a losing player, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he's saying that basically if he had a fat sidekick, uh, he'd be looking at the whiteboard of every one of our players going, nope, 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 nope can't do it. Nope, nope, this is a good, nope, this is negative. Uh, Logan writes, I think I've reached a new level of apathy. It sucks that I wasn't surprised by the outcome of this game. I feel like we're going to have a super low ceiling with random flashes in the pan, i.e. last week against North Carolina, until some of these culture cancers can move on. Are you guys starting to question Fuller, though? I was least impressed with his addition to the otherwise stellar let, staff. Let me stop you right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are. Yeah. It's starting to starting to wonder a little bit. Scratch our head a little bit. A couple of times we caught each other scratching our head a little bit as we watched. Yeah, that was confusing. Yeah, Chris writes, "What the hell went on at practice last week? Could it be that the Louisville performance reflects a statement of we're not playing for you? 
because that performance was demonstrative of a deeper problem. Our players play with no football intelligence. How about interviewing former coach Mickey Andrews and asking him what he observed during his time with Taggart as a consultant? Also, what can a team do when they keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again? I do wonder about that. And I didn't try. I wasn't trying to be dismissive of the last question either. I just thought that was a funny way to phrase it. Um, But I do wonder, like, how do you get people to stop false starting? Like, what what can you do? What can you do to... But just be, I don't know if that even helps. I'd start um, beating them. But I mean, yeah, they got to try something. I don't know if beating them is the right answer, but try something. And uh, yeah, I mean, another 11 penalties after 12 last week. Like, what? And I don't think this guy can't coach, but I mean, 23 penalties in two weeks? Well, the problem with the penalties on offense, when you get false start penalties and things like that, first of all, that's really annoying because it's not hard. Look at the football. But uh, secondly, uh, you're not an offense that can survive it because yeah. again, this is all predicated on staying, you know, ahead of the chains with your legs and putting yourself in second and manageable and third and manageable. When you get into first and fifteen, and that becomes second and ten, which becomes third and six, again, you're in third and obvious at this point, and he's not a good enough passer. So that, that's you're going to have a problem there. And you, I don't. That's the that's the one that's unforgivable. False starts have always been the dumbest thing in the world because. You're taught from the time you play uh, Little League and, and Pee Wee football that if you're on the line of scrimmage, look at the ball. It's just not hard. It's just not hard. So I, I don't know what the, what's at the root of that other than, again, I think these guys are devoid of confidence. Uh, well, yeah. And so, you know, I think it, it all falls to pieces. Reed writes, damn it, boys, they're on to us. The ACC finally noticed that we haven't had a game on the ACC network yet this season and reminded – and remedied that with the upcoming pit game. Who do we need to bribe to keep future games off the channel or have they or have it available on all platforms? Actually, Reed, I'm happy we're on that channel now. I wish they'd stick us somewhere where nobody had it. Nobody could see it. Nobody could watch our buffoonery every Saturday. They would just see the score across the ticker and go, oh, Florida State lost again. Where's that game? Oh, Florida State's losing in the fourth quarter. Can I find it? Where is it? Nope. nope not on TV. Fine. Yeah. Nope. I was rooting for that to be the case weeks ago. you got to stop putting this on in prime time. There's no reason to have Florida State on with the nation watching. I understand it benefited us when we beat North Carolina, but that was a fluke. Stop putting us in prime time. Don't do that. It's embarrassing. Well, this game was, what, RSN, right? Yeah, no, that was, yeah. That was good. Perfect, I, right? Proposed Nickelodeon next week and something else. No, the week after too many that. eyeballs on Nickelodeon. Well, okay. How about VH1? Does anybody know if that exists anymore? <laughs> it's somewhere out there. Yeah, but yeah, you'd have to really search. True TV. Always yeah. having a which one is that now? Let me let me on VH1. It's awful. Seminal headlines on Seminal ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminal headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal headlines presented by Capital City Bank returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Welcome back. Headliner questions continue. This from Wes. I'm not usually into after-play gimmicks like the turnover chain or backpack, but since we lead the nation in block kicks and a nod to Papucha's heritage, how about when the player comes to the sideline, he gets to smash a plate on the ground and yell, Oh, pa! <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's a good one, Wes. That's actually the best one in the country. That would be that would be on SportsCenter every week, with no context. Even they would just show that before the during the flood if they happen to show them. Could they put like a, a robe on papuchas or something? Some sort of. Oh, that'd be good. 
like, <laughs> he's got to he's got to come over in the circle. He's got to come over every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad loved that because his nickname by my uh, boys call him Opa. Oh, yeah, go. if they got to hear that every time, Opa! And just slamming <laughs> a plate. <laughs> We should do it. That's, I'm actually I'm fired up for that. That's actually a good. That. That's a good idea. We don't ever intercept passes or anything, but boy, wouldn't that be <laughs> something? block a kick. Yeah, if they block a kick, yeah. Uh, Stevens writes: We have too many zebras running around on our team. Zero evidence, but really arrogant. Also, what is the status of the top forty defense plaque? Can we smash it with Norvell's sledgehammer yet? <laughs> It's, it's, there's still that, a chance, right? No. That sucker in the den of iniquity there, the smoking section underneath the bowels of the stadium. We're not going to get anywhere close. Nope. What if we just put it up, but like spray paint, screw you over it? <laughs> or change it to top 100 somehow. Fiddle with the numbers and make it a, if they finish in the top 100 in the oh, country. Oh, man. We could do it with like weird random graffiti drawings on it and things that are vulgar. Yeah. <laughs> just like you know that's what happens when you come across amateur spray paint that's not like an yeah. artist it's usually something that's a phallic symbol or something like that yeah. so we could just have like things drawn on it people are like what is this it's like yeah. disgusting yeah people are like putting their cigarettes out on it yeah yeah um steve writes uh gentlemen when the roman legion failed or showed cowardice the most extreme punishment was uh Removing one of them. Oh, uh, they would they would take uh, removing one of the ten. Oh, I see. Okay, I'm sorry. I've never heard of this. Dissemination. Uh, I am not advocating this because I'm unsure anyone can tackle anyone to do the deed. So does this mean Harlan Barnett was good? Here's to a top 40 defense in 2021. Smoke them if you got them. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it does not mean that. And, uh, man, what a leap that will be to get into the top 40 next year. Mm. Rising to the like 38 with a bullet, going from 96 to 38 or whatever they end up with this year, that would be incredible. Um, it's yeah. doable. I mean, sure, yeah. I bet you could look in the top 40 defenses in the country, and there'll be a few in there. Every like, wow, I bet they have less talent than Florida State. Oh, uh, in fact, I guarantee they I have guarantee, less talent than yeah, Florida yeah. State. I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, let me ask you the real question, real quick though. So, and I made that comment about the coaches show and how he seems like he's still kind of encouraging mode and trying to find things to build upon. Is that the wrong approach? Like what, what would be the approach right now? As you sat down with that defense after that performance and after obviously plays are blown, the poor decisions are made. What is yelling the answer? No, no. Is, I, 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 the reason I think he looked emotionless was he's tried everything. He's tried yelling. He's tried, you know, the arm around you approach. He's tried everything in between. I think he knows it's just back to work on Monday, nose to the grindstone, keep teaching, uh, raise the floor by bringing in some better players. But, yeah, it's going to take time. I think the thing he does have to do, and certainly it's implied by his comment, I think you want to sit down with your defensive coordinator and get on the same page. You should never – I mean, you're the head coach. If you see something in practice and you think – that's odd. That's probably not what I want to see on Saturday. You're going to have to be free to say, look, Adam, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why do we not have Asante Samuel on 2-2 Atwell? And, you know, if he's got things he wants to, you know, obviously at this point, uh, you know, employ, he, he needs to sit down with him and, and, and make sure they're on the same page. But 
as far as the players go, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's tried everything. I'm sure he's screamed at him. I'm sure he's coddled him. I'm sure he's sat down and been a teacher. Uh, he's been a disciplinarian. I, he's tried everything. Well, one thing in that whole thing he was saying about we got to figure out, we don't need to just talk about what we do poorly. We need to look at what we do well. And almost you could maybe apply that to to the defensive coaching staff. Like go yeah. back through the course of the season. What can they execute? You know, what what you know, and even if it's not going to be the perfect matchup right. against every opponent right. or every situation, what can they do well? And just start there. It's like that scene in Apollo 13, going back to your pop culture uh, honey spot, Ira. It is. That is where Ed Harris is like, can you anybody tell me anything on the aircraft that works? <laughs> like, let's get there first. What on the aircraft works? And yeah. that's what you got to do. Like, what what can well, – yeah, exactly. What can we do? But I, I wouldn't – I mean, the arm around the shoulder is fine. I guess you could say you, want, you don't want to tear down their confidence anymore. Man, give it up. What six hundred yards to Louisville? Their con, I, I don't Brown is going to do anything either. Like their confidence is shot. Get them to play better. That's my advice. That's Corey Clark's free coaching advice. Yeah, Get them to play better. I'm saying the reason he looked the way he did is he's yeah. he's he's, he's out of ice because yeah. he's done it. He's done everything there is to do. Now it's just about getting those guys better and putting them in more consistent positions to succeed. And if he doesn't think his defensive coordinator is doing that, then that's a that's a meeting and a conversation I'm sure they're going to have to have. I can't imagine that plane ride home was fun for Adam Fuller. I mean, his head coach clearly was bitterly disappointed by what he just witnessed from him and his and his players. This this week will be interesting. We're talking to him, you know, so we're, we're recording this Tuesday morning. We're going to talk to Mike Norvell. At, I don't know why I call him Mike Norvell. Uh, we're going to talk to Norvell at, uh, later this morning. I know, but I don't think I usually do both. Usually call Coach, Nor- Coach Norvell, Coach Norvell yeah. or Norvell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with Mike Norvell. This. How about Mike, Coach Mike Norvell? I need to find out his middle initial so he knows we're really mad at him. <laughs> Mike J. Norvell. Uh, yeah, there you go. But anyway, he um, he's going to talk, and then he's going to talk again tomorrow. And Norvell or uh, Fuller's going to speak tomorrow as well. I'll be curious to see if he walks that back a little bit and gives any kind of like voice of support for what they did defensively. No, I we'll hope see. not. We'll see. Yeah, that's a toughie. Um, what about it that you uh, that what about it you saw that you liked there, coach? Well, it's just execution. Just they like didn't it. average fourteen yards a play in the first half. It was only thirteen. Butch writes, uh, "Good day, gents. What must these coaches think each morning they get up and drive to work? You believe <laughs> you believe they knew the work was going to be a challenge, but they never in their right minds thought it would be like this. Enjoy the off weekend. Thanks, Butch. We will." Um, yeah, no, I think that you've got to want to embrace that. I sound like a motivational speaker, but you're going to have to want to embrace all that they have to overcome. There's no other way to do that, right? I mean, you have to know it's going to suck um, and that you're going to go through growing pains and there are going to be times that you think that they've turned the corner and then they reveal another side that suggests they haven't. This had to have really undone whatever sort of positive momentum or thought that they had after last week's game. They they desperately need this bye week. I'll be honest with you. I, I, yeah. They they needed this now. I'm I'm yeah. glad that they've got this uh, because here here's the thing, and to your all's earlier point, I don't think this is so uncharacteristic as to believe that it portends of nothing but losses moving ahead. No, they could beat Pitt. They could beat NC State, especially now that both their quarterbacks are out. They could beat uh, Virginia and Duke. They could also lose to every one of those teams. Notice I skipped over the Clemson game. 
I'm going to continue to be in denial that that's even on the schedule. They need to not even have that game. I agree. They need to flood the field somehow. Uh, yep. And make yep. it unplayable. Yes. Burn it. Well, do the <laughs> year weird grass burning that people do. Just burn it and say, sorry, the turf isn't. So we'll go ahead and give you not the win play, if you want to take it. Not playable, guys. We can't so, play what what if FSU fans just in a, a form of solidarity and protest just formed a human ring around the stadium and refused to let any of the teams in? I'm like chain, not that. Chain themselves, or chain or themselves go to the, the field and just, yeah, handcuff yourself to each other in the middle of the field. And From make, goalpost it, to goalpost. In the, yeah, they're going to have to arrest uh, 6,000 people. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think the best case is not the, being played. What was the guy the uh, the Auburn fan or the Alabama fan that burnt that poisoned the tree? Yeah, he just died. Somebody's got to go poison the feet, the turf. Yeah. I, I hate but, it for the grounds crew. You've got to poison the turf. It'll grow back by a year, whatever you do to it. But you got to put like, a big hole in it. But you might might get a win against Virginia. Yeah, I was gonna say you still got to play Virginia. I thought that was on the road. Nope, that's here. Ooh, that's a good point. Well, that one you can move to Gene Cox or something. Yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen. This week might be a bye week, but I think we're 10.5-point underdogs. We talk about the players being <laughs> broken, but this has reached a new level where I'm broken as a fan. Yeah. Is it possible that we witness what we're witnessing is unfixable, no matter how competent a D.C. we get? No, it's fixable. It is definitely fixable. It's Cincinnati's not- out there with one of the best defenses in the country. If they yep. can have a good defense, Florida State can have one again. No, it's no, it's it's, of... it's fixable. It's just uh, it's just gonna take a little while, and that's tough to tough to stomach. But uh, it is definitely fixable. Seminal headlines on ninety seven nine ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminal headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal headlines presented by Capital City Bank returns now on ninety seven nine ESPN Radio. Let's keep it rolling here. Marlon writes. Good morning, gents. Love the fact. That you guys don't take uh, won't take a bye. Thank you. We are who we thought we were, a really bad team. Now, may I remind the fan base that there is a DC in the Saban Coaching Rehabilitation School that had ties to Florida recruiting and would add more diversity to the staff. Just a thought, day by day, is his hashtag. Who's he talking about? Uh, African American coach for Nick Saban. On the defensive staff. That has to rehab his image? Well, every every coach that joins them is is a former head coach somewhere that got fired. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Char- Char- he's got Charlie Strong on his Oh, side. does he really? Yeah. I don't want Charlie Strong. I didn't know that's where he ended up. Of got course him. he did. That's not a stunner, is it? That was uh, – where no, else I, would he go? No, but I didn't know that that's where I he didn't ended. either. I didn't either. Kevin writes, I've asked the last two years, so I will again. What hope do we have that the defense will improve next year? I mean, just more competent play. Like, the, those guys know what they're doing. Like, at least make it harder on them. They're not going to be good, but you're losing Asante Samuel and Martin Wilson. So you're losing your two best players. So they're not going to be any better next year talent-wise, but they could be better coached or better schemed. Or I mean, you, you, well, you, can, you can't be worse than this. I guess you could. They could have a real off season in which they yeah. have the requisite time necessary to teach and install. In the transfer portal, my man. That is. You the know what? I'm gonna it. I'm gonna issue the same challenge here that I issued to the listeners of Wake Up War Chant. I want the people that live. This is a vastly popular show, wildly popular. I want in a lot of good football minds listening to this show. Go to every Group of Five conference right now 
Go figure out who their top eight to ten defense <laughs> in the conference. Preferably linebacker, safety, and DN is what you're looking at. Go try to find two, two or three guys in each conference that are playing above that conference that should be in a big time school, and tell us who they are. We want we want names, so, we want phone numbers, we want Twitter feeds, and we're gonna, Twitter handles, and then we're going to make an all out push for these guys' I mean, services. This seems like about 15 minutes of work, Corey. But we need the, we need to enlist the the, the the all the listeners. Look, to, uh, it's not just tackles, Ira. I'm not just looking at. I mean, it'd be great to get a linebacker that's averaging 11 and a half tackles per game. But I want to see if he's if he's being thought of as maybe an NFL player, if he's a playmaker, all that stuff. And I want to see if we like if there's a hundred people that send in names and th- there's one name that comes up on 85 lists, we make an all out push for him. Okay, oh, I like it. you're getting consensus. I like this. The other thing I would note is I would really emphasize. Now I know our linebackers are hot garbage, but I would really emphasize defensive ends. Yeah, and it would be nice to know on third and eight that somebody's pinning their ear that has a chance to get to the freaking quarterback. It's unreal how on blocks we stay. I yeah. mean, my God, I bless his heart, but it's like a prom. Good That's- and. Arius Robbins is not any good. It's just brutal. That would be a good motto, though, man. On on blocks, on blocks we, stay. we stay. On blocks <laughs> we stay. See, people wouldn't understand it, so we'd have to have a visual. But on blocks we shall stay. That's the that's the name of the 2020 highlight film. <laughs> Florida State football. <laughs> on, blocks on blocks we stay, dude. That's a cover band and Bullwinkles on blocks. Yeah. Just making fun of their team across the street. I love it. On blocks. Hey, we're on blocks. We stay. Thanks for coming out. Anything but you're right. You <laughs> but but don't you think like the portal is where it's at, man? You can go get players in the portal. Yeah, you can't you can't restock an entire defense. You can't change a program just in the portal. You got to develop. But get yourself two or three splash players in the portal. We got to come to agreement as a fi- as a as a seminal. I don't know if we're a part of the nation, but as as part of the entity that watches. The- this program and, and some of people cheer for it. We got to come to a consensus on who we need, and we're going to make an all-out push. And it helps us too, so we're a part of it. It helps Seminole headlines. It helps Warchant.com. We're all a part of this. I want desperately for somebody to not be part of on blocks we stay. Yeah, <laughs> I, feel, I feel I feel like there's a there's a there's a reality show in here, or maybe maybe it's a sitcom we got to come up with. But like I just had this vision of like if if Corey had some sort of in with Mike Norvell where like maybe he, they were long lost cousins or yeah, Corey, yeah. Corey ma- married into the Norvell family or something. And like Norvell's sitting in his office, you know, all despondent looking like he did after that game Saturday. And Corey just comes bouncing in with his ideas. Got some let names. Me, let me <laughs> throw some down on the table. Check these jokers out, coach. They're better than anybody you got on this roster. Yeah. Let's go on the film. Let's, first guy up. Xavier Jones. He plays right now at Temple. Let's get a good look at Xavier Jones. See what he's all about. Roll the tape, coach. Oh, he's twitchy. He's twitchy. He can really move. Look, he's man, he doesn't. He doesn't stay on a block. He doesn't. He doesn't find a block and stay on it. He tries to avoid it. He's out here making plays. All right, next guy up, Frank Turner. He plays at Kentucky, but he's unhappy. So we're getting a Power Five project. Frank Turner. Let's give him a good look. 
Yeah, no, and you and Norvell are reviewing film of Xavier Jones, Frank Turner, guys all over the country. Bill Johnson from Ball State. Yep, yeah. Had yeah. 19 tackles in a game last year, Coach. You haven't had that for four time. games. He's an effort guy, a never-ending motor. He he's makes from, plays, Coach. He's from Muncie. He's from Muncie. That's He's a hard scrabble. That hey, kid. Coach, forget about it. I found a good one here. Youngstown. We all know what we get from Youngstown, yeah. Ohio. Blue-collar, hard-working Jesse right here. This guy's name is Keith Lamporn. Keith Lamporn. I even like his last name. His <laughs> name. Here we go. Let's talk about Keith. Literally, Lamporn. that's what I'd be doing with Norvell from now until December. Like, I wouldn't even care about game planning. I wouldn't care about watching film of this defense. I'm finding seven guys out there that can come in and immediately play. I don't care if they're from Ball State, Akron, UTEP, uh, any of them. Come and play. Wake, Georgia Tech. I like it. I like it. It's it's, it's 2020. I would also infuse a guy with a great name who falls under the same umbrella. Like he's a, he's a player at a smaller school, but he's got a name like lucky. Mm. So all of a sudden you're like, Hey coach, we've got a double whammy here. Look at this guy. Lucky Pence. He plays over here at, you know, UConn. Lucky Pence is out here making plays. Let's look at (laughs) then You know, and Hey, I just want to, Switch it up with the names and everything else. All of a sudden, we've got nicknames. People are happy. Terry writes, hey, gents, I'm so glad we have a bye this week. Are there any mental health professionals that could consult with our players? I'm not sure if this is a bipolar or schizophrenia that we're witnessing from week to week. I do know it has gotten unhealthy for me to watch this team, though. Yeah. Thank you for all you do. What's his name? Is he? He's not around much anymore, is he? Old Trevor? Trevor Moa? No, he was a Jimbo guy. He's uh, yeah. he's gone. He's uh, following Russell Wilson around these days. That's what he does. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Yeah, he's uh, a lot of business relationships with Russell Wilson. Hey, By the way, smart. Russell Wilson to me, in a way off topic, but like that guy, it's so interesting. Like I'll listen to him talk and think, man, this is just ridiculous. He can't believe the stuff he's saying. It's just complete nonsense. Yes. And then I and then I go on Twitter and it's like. Russell Wilson's the greatest thing ever. Like, like if you search Russell Wilson, like people that like him think he is yeah. the. No, he's he's a wackadoo. He's an incredible player, but he's nuts. And it's just like, but and it's so weird how you can see it differently. Like I watch him talk. Pimp, he was pimping water that he said cured concussions. <laughs> but he believes it, which no, is so, half the battle. So. It's half the battle. He believes in the stuff he's saying. Yeah, that makes him dangerous. A lot of despots believe what they. But you know, well. But, you know, like I heard him on a – I don't remember where I heard him, but he was talking about how he works out 363 days a year. He took two days off, Christmas and Thanksgiving, and that's why he's the player he is. And that's his message to other players. It's like, man, well, I get you think it helps you, and I'm sure it does, but the other players aren't you, dude. They don't have the talent level you have. They could work out 700 days a year. They're not – they could find a way. It's not going to matter because they're not you – but I think there's the power of positive thinking, the power of belief. If you think it helps you, it might end up helping you. Yeah, it's but when you espouse pseudoscience and lunacy. Well, that's nonsensical, but hey. <laughs> hey, Kyrie Irving thinks the earth is flat. What are you uh, going to do? He's still he got incredible he handles. He actually came out and apologized for saying that. He said he went down a YouTube rabbit hole and didn't realize what he was doing and realized that it was misinformation and that he's sorry he ever said that. Well, Just think it. about the notion of even entertaining the thought that it's flat. Like well, we yes, could sail to a point where we just fall into space. Yes. Imagine how dumb people were 500 years ago. 
Wait, then, if we go over that, if we just keep sailing on this blue stuff, we're going to fall off into an abyss. This is a square. What? It's like it's like Hamilton, like these guys that founded the country. All these great thinkers would shoot themselves in the street. They had duels. These modern evolved thinkers would still have duels. If we're following their credos 300 years, 250 years later. Sorry, go ahead. Charlie writes, after the last few years of FSU football, I tend to watch games calmly until something goes really good or really bad. James Blackman and Abdul Bello have managed to make me throw a hat across the room a couple of times, and Keyshawn Helton joined that club last week. Do the receivers get a little bit of a pass because of Coach Dugan's being homesick? No, Charlie, they don't. And Keyshawn Helton made me throw something too last week. Um, the drops were, they left me incredulous. They weren't like tough plays. They were right in your chest. It's the easiest catch. I mean, children, my children make that catch. There's no excuse. The second one especially, that catch. I, mean, I don't, I don't. Well, that was the thing. Jordan, Jordan got hurt like midway through the second quarter. I went back and found the play. But the first quarter and a half, they were already down 28-7 to seven because receivers couldn't catch, stop catching, dropping passes, false starts. Um, I mean, there was just so many other things that went wrong. So it's not all the injury. The injury just was the final nail in the coffin. We'll come back, wrap it up. More headliner questions momentarily. Hang in. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, wrapping it up. Here we go, guys. I'll try to get to a bunch of them. Kyle writes, hey, guys, thanks for always bringing uh, each week. Each week is what I think he wanted to say. In each of your opinions, that is more egregious mistake. Terry not seeing the field under Jimbo or Travis not seeing the field under Taggart. The Terry. second. Oh uh, no, I think it's Terry. Man, we all saw. We all saw Terry. We saw we Terry did. this early on and knew he was great. And he, he's throwing. He's throwing post routes to whoever the walk. Who was the walk-on kid? Jer- Jared Jackson. Jared Jackson instead of Tamari and Terry on the sideline. But um, no, man. I mean, if Jordan Travis had played last year, uh, just against Wake, Willie Taggart's still here. No, in that system, he wouldn't have been any good. It's been fine. Don't you think they could have catered it towards them? They weren't going to. That's well, why. Well, you might be right. But, I mean, heck, just do what you did with them when you finally did use them. Just let them run. It's only uh, we, that's how you beat Boston College. You know, I just, man, <laughs> I'm so mad thinking about this. Here we go. Eric writes, the three of you have been tabbed by the FSU Athletics Department to head up Operation Syrup. A specialized covert mission to drop bags and stack those flapjacks high in order to land the recruits we need to return to an elite level status. In the event that you were caught, who is most likely to remain silent, not revealing anything? Who's most likely to roll the other two for a plea bargain? And who likely tells the best story to convince authorities to let him go through though nothing ever as though nothing ever happened? I I know my answers. Jeff, you would uh you clam up. Corey would tell the story, and I would roll you guys so quickly. <laughs> like I, and I, I don't think Jeff would. I don't think any of us would clam up. I think I we're all talking. We're all spilling the beans. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff would spill it just like we would. No, no, I think he believes. He That's he correct. knows what what he's what he's doing. I know what's at stake here. Yeah. No, look. If they ask me who the ringleader is, I'm going to tell them who the ringleader was, and it was Jeff. I don't think I, I don't think that's being a snitch. I'm just answering questions. No, not at all. That's not being a snitch. I'm just but answering I, questions. 
But I think you would try to tell a story first. Like me, I wouldn't have been on really on board in the first place. So right. the first hint of trouble, I would have been like, guys, guys I don't I'm know. Out. I tried They're crazy fans. Guys, never going to work. And, and you guys have got me into this now. Uh, you'd be I'll, resentful. I'll testify. I they could no use a lot of these recordings against us too. We've, we've made our <laughs> – I just went on five minutes about how they have to go do whatever it takes to get the Ball State linebacker. So, uh, by the way, that's where the bags go. That's where the syrup goes, in my opinion. You save a few of them for the five-star recruits, maybe one or two, a couple nice four-stars. The rest go to badass transfer possibilities and do whatever it takes. Um, any insight? Short of murder. Like short of violence. We, sure, we're not, we're not advocating insight, violence. Corey. Sorry. Any insight into the Bryce McGowan decommit, if you will opt back into the class. Also, are they going to have a basketball schedule this year? Just going to play pickup till the tourney. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think know. schedules are going to come out pretty soon. Um, but I think it's going to be pretty limited. I think you're going to see, like, Florida State's probably going to play their ACC games. What is it? I think it's 16 or something. And then um, – They're not playing I think, 20? I think, I think they're reducing it a little bit. And then um, – I may be wrong on that, but that's what I think. And then just – Florida State will probably play, like, three or four early, like, JU or UNF or whoever type games. But um, – <laughs> Florida Stars, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be. Yeah, they got the Florida game was December 12th, apparently. Yep, that but, wins uh, every year. It's going to be pretty uh, limited. And then, uh, yeah, I think the conference schedule might be a little limited too. But um, as far as McGowan's, I don't think, no, I don't know what happened. Uh, but I would, he's still considering Florida State. But I, usually when a guy backs out, they don't. You know what's funny out. is like before, like literally two days before that happened, uh, I don't know why I went down a rabbit hole and was watching some of his film. And I'm like, you know, you just never hear about guys decommitting in basketball. Once they commit, they're committed. It never fluctuates. Hey, Ira, what was that about? I don't know the details. Um, I, you know, the, he was the first one to he commit. He scared of competition. He, I mean, the, he did commit early. He committed before those other guys all committed. Um, now he's, I don't know that he's, I mean, concerned about that. Um, but, you know, I, at least two of those guys are really tight. Um when he originally, when they were first recruiting him, I think he was really tight with that CSA kid, the center that went to Memphis. And then that kid ended up not coming to Florida State. So I don't know. I don't know what where that soured. But, but yeah, at this point, it seems like likely he's not going to – you know, but he's getting recruited now by like Kentucky. That's the other thing. His status has really blown up since when he committed to Florida State as well. All right, here we go. Real quick, Ryan writes, fellas, I trust Norvell can scheme it up, but do you think – he can coach effort from some of these guys. Watching the replay of Louisville's chunk plays, most of our guys are just kind of jogging around. How is 31 out there getting so many reps with that performance? 31 was terrible. I, I had a hard time watching him. We've already documented that. I thought there was a lot of jogging as well. Uh, a lot of that is, you know, again, Renardo Green wasn't there, and Hampson Nasraldine is, you know, just – Well, he hasn't been there yet. Yeah, this year. so you, you don't have a ton of – Travis Jay's still, I don't think, 100%. So you don't have a ton of great options at uh, safety, obvi quite obviously. Mark writes, we love you guys. I often find myself wondering how much of this front-running false bravado, soft-ass team's mentality stems from Jimbo's uncharacteristic decision to do the Showtime documentary. Has the diva mentality lingered behind? Also, with headlines all over in desperate need of a laugh this year, and in almost the anniversary of that epic encounter, can we get a retelling of the squirrel story? In due time, we'll get to the squirrel, squirrel story, and I don't think the uh, prima donnas you see on Saturday are left over from the Showtime doc. That's work. That's uh, that was at the old. Yeah, that was at the old station, right? That so was that the was, old station. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was eight. We're coming up because it was on Halloween that that happened. 
I so uh, that, that was eight. I that's an eight-year anniversary to coming up. Go get lunch together uh, yeah. after each show, man. It was fun. That's when that happened. Um, Christopher or Christian Kristen writes two questions. Early in the summer, I asked you boys whether you would take a missed season if our best was four and seven for recruiting, moral, for morale, etc. To a man, you said you'd rather miss the season instead of a bad record. I ask again, now six games in, would you rather the season be missed or get this garbage out now instead of next year? Who would score more on RD if they played full-out game, Clemson or Alabama? And what spread would that be? Um, oh, well, Clemson boy. is playing it. They could, Clemson could score, if they wanted to, could score um, mid-80s. Yeah. I think that's accurate. Alabama same. Yeah. yeah. Even without Waddle. Yeah. That's a shame for Waddle. He's a good player. Unbelievable player. That stinks. It also stinks that Florida State's defense could give up 80 points to either one of those teams. <laughs> and that we just we didn't even hesitate. Nobody yeah, probably got 80. Mad by that answer. Everybody's like, yeah, I think that's probably true. I mean, I'm trying to think of what ha- what would happen that they didn't like how they, how would they get stopped? Like if they said we want to score as much, we're gonna keep our starters in and score as much as possible. I mean, at some point, you'd start like somebody yeah. would like just yeah, yeah. they somebody would clothesline Mac the quarterback after the play or something. I mean, they were yeah, you, know, you got to take that's some measures. That's why they stop at eighty. Austin writes as Halloween approaches. What costumes would you guys pick for each other? Um, I'd like to see Corey as a old timey police officer, like with a billy club, <laughs> the billy club, like, like, the shuffle, like, like the shuffle feet, like a Keystone cops. <laughs> Chasing Charlie Chaplin. That's good. I, Ira, I'd like to see dressed up as bacon. I like want to see, I go, wanna see uh, Ira like, dressed up as a cat. Like a like a nice fluffy, yeah, cozy. big fluffy Garfield yeah. kind of cat, or a French maid. Well, <laughs> <laughs> only sh- women get to what, wear that you, what, that costume. Would I have to shave the goatee? No, no. Every, everything about you is the exact same. You don't yeah, do anything think, to your face or your hair. You, you just, just wear a French, French maid outfit. outfit. Do you yeah. think anywhere in in this world, in this entire world, right now, nobody can start making it right now? You can't make any alterations. Right now, there is a French maid's outfit I could fit in today, like without anybody. Like they've already made one in hey, my man, size. There if are fetishes could, all around this world yeah, that would boggle the mind. It, look, right? now, yeah, I don't think there's one that wouldn't be tight on you. <laughs> I think I, I think it's gonna be snug, but I think there are a f- there's one or two that you can at least get into and and walk around with your candy bag to try. To- I do think there's a one or two you could fit in that wouldn't just. Bust at the seams. I know because this is a pseudo family show that you guys resisted saying you wanted to see me in assless chaps for a cowboy outfit. I, that, that's okay. I know that you want to see. Uh, that's a weird thing to project. I didn't think that at all. <laughs> I want to just. I know. I want to see you dressed maybe, up as a football player. Are you saying maybe player. I've always wanted to wear? Assless. <laughs> I was gonna say. I, <laughs> but now that you mention it, yeah. that didn't occur to me at all. Hi, <laughs> boys. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy your bye week. You won't be frustrated this weekend. Florida State can't be out there to disappoint you bitterly, as they always do. Seminal headlines presented by Capital City Bank every Tuesday from five to seven p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the ninety-seven nine ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of ninety-seven nine ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.